The world turned upside down. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams, I'm your host today, and you will not believe who's on the podcast with me today. We have got Pastor Ann Cook. Welcome, Pastor Ann. Hi, guys. Thanks, Julie. So glad to have you here. Um, If you missed the announcement last week, Ann is pursuing her credentialing with um, the BIC Church. Is that correct? Is that how you would phrase it? Yep. Yeah, I am provisionally credentialed right now. Um, I've been through the credentialing process, and um, the only thing I need to finish up now is my degree. So I'm doing a Bachelor of Religious Education with Tyndale. That'll be wrapped up in a couple of years. Um, But in the meantime, they are granting me a provisional credentialing as long as I finish my school. Excellent. (laughs) So no dropping out for me. Well, welcome, and we are very excited for you. We're praying for you, and um, we are happy to have you um, here today on the podcast to continue yesterday's discussion. It's great to be here. Yeah, so you shared about, we're going through the parables this summer. If you're tuning in maybe for the first time or have missed a couple of weeks, we are talking about a different parable every um, week throughout the summer, and you spoke about the great banquet. Can mm-hmm. you recap it or tell us about the parable? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, a pretty unconventional banquet. Um, not only does Jesus tell a story about a banquet, but he's actually telling this story to a bunch of people while he is at a banquet. So there's a lot of um, table discussion going mm-hmm. on right now. And um, basically what Jesus is saying is... Um, The things that the world is holding in value, holding in high esteem, Mm -hmm. or even the people that the world values and places um, a lot of worth in, that those aren't the people or the things that the kingdom of God places value in. And so he tells this story to illustrate it. And he says that there is this host that had this big banquet and he invited all these guests and the guests actually RSVP'd yes Mm -hmm. and then at the time of the banquet nobody showed up and they had all of these excuses they were placing things like career or possessions Mm. or relationship they were placing those things on the top of their priority list um, as opposed to the banquet and then um, in response to these people not showing up to his banquet the host then goes out and invites the poor the lame the crippled the blind Mm -hmm. and even the outcasts of society the people who would have been considered unclean in those days and and he's showing in this story that um that the people that the world might overlook or think don't have very much to offer that those people jesus Jesus is saying God sees them, he values them, Mm -hmm. and they are the people that God wants to have a relationship with. Those are the people that God wants to have at his banquet. So it's this really kind of upside down um, flipping of what the world looks at as good and valuable um, and really kind of toppling that and bringing up the things that God um, values and holds in high esteem. Yeah. Wow. That's that's quite the parable. Mm -hmm. Do you ever wonder to yourself, though, like, like you think about, I think of this as in terms of like nowadays, it would be maybe a celebrity or a social media influencer. Mm-hmm. 
a big sports person. A big sports person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sort of thing. But don't you ever think like, wouldn't they have a louder voice if God got a hold of them and then they could... Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't think that... um, being in a place of influence or power or fame is a bad thing. And I'm not saying that God cannot bless that or use that. Yeah. I'm saying that that shouldn't be our goal or that isn't necessarily God's goal for us. Yeah. And we actually see God using people of low esteem a lot more often than he uses people of high esteem. I mean, he doesn't, again, I'm not saying he doesn't use people in high places. David Mm -hmm. was a king. Yeah. Saul was a king. Solomon was a king. Um, and God definitely used those people. He also used Balaam's donkey, though, to spread his message. Yeah. And he also proclaimed the gospel to shepherds yes. who were worthless. And so um, he not to say that he can't use people in those places that mm-hmm. the world has value in, but I'm saying that that's not his end goal. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank you. So how are some ways that we can maybe even talk about it, like with our children or, you know, um, when they have big goals or big dreams? Mm -hmm. I think big goals and big dreams are great. I think God wants us to succeed, um, in our life. I think he wants, it says in the scripture that God wants to give good gifts to his children Mm -hmm. and God has placed, um, amazing abilities and gifts within, um, his creation, his people, his children, who are also our children. Um, I remember, though, something that my mom said to me growing up. She said, um, you know, Annabelle, you could go be a garbage man for all I care (laughs) as long as you were doing it for the glory of God and Mm -hmm. as long as you were serving God to the best of your ability in being a garbage man. Um, God isn't looking at your status the way the world does to determine whether or not he can use you in his mm-hmm. plan. Um, and I think that can be really hard um, for us as parents because yeah. we want the best for our kids. We want them to be comfortable and we want them to have opportunities. Absolutely. And we want them to have experiences yes. and, you know, all those great memories. Mm-hmm. And, and we know our kids and we yeah. can see the gifts and the potential that God yeah. has put in them. And we want them to take that potential to the absolute best level that they can. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what is more important that they get into a really good university or that their heart is in line with the Lord's mm-hmm. and they are they are living their life with a desire to serve him and please him and spread his love. Yeah. And so I think there just needs to be a balance. I'm not saying we shouldn't encourage our kids to do their best and get good grades and go to a good school and get a good job. But when we're talking about those things, how much importance are we putting on them? And how much are we balancing that out with, you know, God can use you anywhere. He can use you without a degree. He can Mm -hmm. use you working at Food Basics, Yeah, spreading his love to the people that you are in contact with. Um, And and you never know, that might just end up being where God wants you because his light and his love need to be spread everywhere. They need to be spread to the other cashiers at the grocery store, or they need to be spread to the people who are driving the other garbage trucks. Like, 
God's love, God's kingdom needs to be everywhere. And Mm -hmm. so he needs his people to be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good, um, that's a really good thought. I find that's often a, there's real tension in that. Yeah, It's really Um, hard to find balance there, especially when our kids get to that age where they're talking about what they want to be when they grow up, when they're starting to get closer to high school or when they're in high school, they're looking at universities. Yep. And they're making big decisions. Yep. And I know I think about our youth who mm-hmm. are making a lot of those decisions now or embarking on new things in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a lot to think about. It is. And yeah. the amazing thing is that um, even if you delay those decisions or maybe even if you make a decision that you regret later on, you're not, you're never in a place where God can't use you. Mm-hmm. And you're never a person that God does not value mm, just yeah. the way that you are and in the exact place that you are. Because he valued the poor and the crippled mm-hmm. and the blind and the lame. And what did they have to offer? No, well, not much. World, not very much wise. in terms yeah. of the world's view. They mm-hmm. were the outcasts of society. They could not reciprocate anything. Um, and Jesus said the kingdom of God belongs to people like these. And mm-hmm. these are the people that I came to bring the kingdom of God for. Mm-hmm. So how are we also living out that kind of kingdom worldview in our day-to-day life? I think really when you look at this parable, it, it should shift your worldview. It should shift your perspective. Um, it really does get flipped upside down a little yeah. bit uh, if you really start living this out and practicing it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a... That's a lot to think about. I think, too, that um, the people that Jesus was not only talking about in this parable, but also, like, he didn't just teach this. He lived it, right? Yeah. Anytime we see Jesus having a meal with people in the Gospels, it's usually with people um, that others would not feel very comfortable hanging out with, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. prostitutes and yep. tax collectors and people who were considered by the Levitical standards, unclean. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus always hung out with them, which probably made people really uncomfortable. Yeah. Are we doing that? Are we hanging out with people that kind of make us feel a little bit uncomfortable? Not always. <laughs> if, Like if I'm honest, not always. Because it's, it's easy to hang out with like-minded people. Yeah. Um, who are kind of in our same circle. Mm-hmm. Um, But Jesus didn't do that, right? Jesus Mm -hmm. was a rabbi, Mm -hmm. but how often did he hang out with other rabbis? Usually we see him hanging out with women and children and the outcasts of society. And I think that that, that's convicting for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always so happy that my kids go to a school, a little rural country school in Fenwick, because sometimes I look at some of the other schools that and we say this, we say this like on the other side of the tracks, like on yes. the other side of the canal yep. and they're rougher schools. And we're like, oh, I'm so glad my kids don't go to that school. Well, that's convicting to me because those, those kids come from families that need Jesus. Yeah. And if there are no Christians in those schools, like what does that mean for those yeah. people? Even the idea of sending our kids to a Christian school, and this may be a little controversial, and I'm not saying that sending your kids to a Christian school is a bad thing, and I'm not saying that that God can't use that and bless that and that it's not a wonderful place. Of course. But sometimes I think we send our kids to a a Christian school because it's comfortable. Yes. Because we know that we're going, our kids are going to be associating with other people with similar backgrounds 
the same faith systems, the same Mm -hmm. values, and it's comfortable. Yes. But I think that the Jesus we see in the Gospels is a Jesus that constantly put himself into uncomfortable situations because Mm -hmm. he saw worth and value in people, in Mm -hmm. all people. And I think that can be a real challenge to us Christians to maybe get out of our comfort zone a little bit Mm -hmm. and maybe hang out with people that make us feel a little bit uncomfortable that other that people in our circles might look at a little bit as maybe a bit of an outcast or on the fringe of Mm -hmm. society of our society how do we do that without making them also uncomfortable I think the key is love I think we need to see people the way that that God sees them Mm -hmm. and every every one of the every one of his children like every human is one of his children yeah. and they are the beloved of God and he died on the cross for them, mm-hmm. for that person. And so I think we just need to be honestly praying that the spirit would give us eyes to see other people the way that Jesus sees yeah. them. And Jesus saw people with so much compassion all the time. He was mm-hmm. moved by compassion. And that word moved in the Greek actually means like a stirring in your gut or your bowels, yeah. like like he, he didn't just, he wasn't just a passive kind of bystander. When he saw someone in need, he was like almost throwing up. That's kind of the image yeah. with compassion because he loved them so much and he wanted to help them so much. And we just need to ask the spirit to give us Jesus's eyes to see these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, um, I was driving recently and I had someone say something similar to that. Um, I had someone tailgating me and I was like oh my word like what are you doing back there like come on I was you know maybe a little frustrated yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> been there and uh yeah the person I was driving with said to me and it's good also to have these wonderful Christian friends she was like oh whenever someone does something that I just pray for them <laughs> and I'm like uh-huh that's not quite what I feel like doing to this person mm-hmm. but I thought yeah you know often it's, it's not a natural reaction for us really and no. it's not like because we're human we too human. and we're also yes. broken and yes. sinful Absolutely. and yucky on mm-hmm. the inside mm-hmm. and you're right we need to replace the yucky with Jesus mm-hmm. more and more mm-hmm. and if we do that we're gonna see the world turned upside down yeah Oh, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Pastor Anne. That was wonderful. My Do you pleasure. Have any, uh, closing thoughts for us today? Um, I guess the only thing that I would say is, is for us to remember that when we dedicate ourselves to God's kingdom, it's going to reverse our life's values and expectations. Um, and don't be caught off guard if that starts happening to you as you continue to follow Jesus. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. It was lovely hearing you um, speak on Sunday and also having you on the podcast today. So we look forward to many more in the future. Um, Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Anne with any questions or would like to chat with her, um, her email address is Anne at WayneFleetBIC.com. That's Anne with an E. Anne with an E. Like Anne of Green Gables. (laughs) And if you'd like to get in touch with me with any feedback or podcast suggestions, I'd love to hear from you as well. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you for tuning in and we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Have a great week.